0: Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. joined this week by both my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Steven Vincent, as we are here to preview WWE SummerSlam taking place this coming Saturday from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, uh, before their opening uh, football season there on Thursday night. We're well, not opening it in Detroit, but opening Thursday night against Kansas City. Lots of buzz in Detroit this year that the Lions would actually <laughs> win the division this year, but SummerSlam's got a lot of buzz too. And it's a pretty strong uh, card, I think, going into the show. There's eight total confirmed matches right now. There's a couple matches that are rumored that aren't on the card, that aren't officially on the card right now that we might talk about. But overall, I'm looking again at the show, and it's like, okay, we got another premium live event coming up, and I think this is another – solid card put together which pretty much with pretty much each match outside of the battle royal having something at stake and having at least some semblance of a storyline going into it uh so i'll ask you chairman versus what is your excitement level going into this show
1: yeah i'm pumped for this show i mean you're probably looking at you know a handful of matches that are definitely high stakes and then you know you got a couple other matches that are just filling the card out and obviously we're doing this on monday so they could definitely add to this card of course they're doing a battle royal which makes me laugh because like are they gonna bring back the under the giant trophy for the SummerSlam, or since he got body slammed in detroit years ago or what are we doing with this this is kind of stupid but other than the battle royal I'm, I'm all excited for most of this card well i can do about ronnie and shana too but the big matches obviously are gonna be amazing
0: I'm just really surprised that AEW hasn't tweeted something yet about WWE Steel and Battle Royals for their pre shows to take over for uh their you know to taking after their matches. Uh but Cam, what are your thoughts going into the show?
2: Yeah, I mean I you look at the card from top to bottom and it's it's pretty solid. You know, like there's you know, Ricochet is getting a a shining moment against Logan Paul and Hopefully that battle royal means LA Knight. It's the start of the LA Knight push. And overall, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really good SummerSlam. The top three matches look really good.
0: All right, so let's get into these matches here. We'll talk about some of the uh, rumored matches, too, that aren't officially on the card, but might end up getting it. But let's go through some of the official matches first. Uh, and we'll start with Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler after the weird like uh, turn of sh- by Shayna on Ronda at the last uh, show, or the last premium live event. You now have these two going at it one-on-one with rumors that Ronda Rousey may be leaving, maybe that her contract is up, that there is a set date for her to... Uh, You know be done with WWE and this may be it So we could be looking at Ronda Rousey's last match here In the WWE and I would have to say You know overall I would say It was a pretty Disappointing run I mean you know At first she comes in big star power Her match with um, uh, With Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon At WrestleMania 34 I mean geez That was almost what is that nine years ago Or five years ago excuse me at this point it's like wow I can't believe it was that far ago but uh, you know that was a hype that was obviously a big high point for her and you know she main events Wrestlemania 35 with Becky and Charlotte so you know a couple of high points but at the same time I think after that nothing really clicked for her no matter what they tried doing there was the delayed uh you know push with her and Shayna as tag champions overall but I think After WrestleMania 35, Ronda never really recovered. And, of course, you know, she went off and had a child, which is fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. But I just don't think she ever got her momentum back, even after winning the Royal Rumble a couple years ago, which nobody wanted at all. Uh, It just kind of fell downhill from there. So I'm going to assume Ronda, knowing that, uh, you know, how she knows the wrestling business is probably gonna put over Shayna here to try to build her up as a uh, you know a new challenger for um for whoever is going to be the um WWE Women's Champion after the show. So I'm gonna go ahead and predict that Shayna ends up beating Ronda, and I bet Ronda does something. I don't know if she wears MMA gloves or when she fights, where she leaves her gloves in the ring at the end of the match to. Uh, you know, show that she's retiring from uh, the wrestling business. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Shayna to win here. I'm sure uh, chairman, you are ch- cherishing this moment, assuming this is going to be Rhonda's last match here.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's going to be the, one of the greatest days ever. I hate <laughs> Ronnie. And she just seemed off. Like she had no character. Like they wanted to push her as a face for so long, but she tried to be a heel. It's like, what are you doing? You don't get this business at all. You're trying to go in for yourself. Like I, it was a bad match. She got overpushed because of her name value when she did UFC, whatever. But, you know, you have women there year-round busting their ass. They're worry more. Hell, her freaking former teammate buddy, Shayna, was the queen of NXT for how long. And I don't know what the hell happened between there and here. We're like, she fell off hard. And hopefully this win over Ronnie gets her back to being the badass of NXT that we used to predict all the time. You know, don't bet against Shayna Baszler. You know, we kept doing it. And we kept losing when we did those predictions for NXT back in the day. But Shayna needs something, man. She needs a big win here. And that SummerSlam, is no better place.
0: Yeah, Ronda was somebody that definitely needed, I think, a manager at some point. I, you know, obviously the obvious choice was Paul Heyman, but she just never was a good promo talker. She was never a good promo person when she was trying to build up fights for UFC. She just always needed – she always, she needed desperately a manager in her situation in WWE and just never got there. Uh, Cam, who are you going with in this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago, a month ago, or however long it's been. Um, when she first came in you- – you know that the mixed tag was fine. You know at the beginning she looked like a legitimate threat and things like that, but it's been all downhill. You know even when her her hiatus and then she comes back and you know she's completely lost her star power, I guess if you will. Um, kind of funny they still call her the baddest woman on the planet even though she hasn't done anything relevant in WWE or UFC in like five years. Um, she's basically a mid carder. Which you know if you would have said three, four, five years ago when Ronda Rousey came into the WWE that she would just be like a mid card act the latter part of her career, you know, people probably wouldn't have taken you seriously. I probably wouldn't have taken you seriously. I'd say she's a multi-time champion, um, beating everybody that she could have beat. You know, we never truly got that one-on-one match with her and Becky, but it is what it is. But, you know, if this is, this is it for her, I, you know, I don't want to say good riddance, but it's one of those things where if she's going to put over Shayna and Shayna can work her way up and, you know, I'm going to take Shayna to win the match. And if Ronda goes away and then, you know, she could do those nostalgia Royal rumble, pops you know a few years from now she can come in and be in the rumble you know when they call on veteran women to come in and fill the card and things like that but overall you know we're gonna go with Shayna here
0: all right, so let's go into the match that everybody's expecting big things out of, at least from a quote-unquote viral standpoint. We got Ricochet going one-on-one against Logan Paul. Uh, they are, Their segment opened up raw tonight, uh, as Chairman said, we're recording here on a Monday. Uh, and Rick, Logan Paul mentioned that, you know, to Ricochet that at... Um, you know when he when Logan Paul wins on on Saturday that his girlfriend or I believe fiance Samantha the Raw ring announcer is going to have to say Logan Paul's name that he's the winner of the match so. They got that there. They've been doing some stuff in the build up. You know, Logan Paul is good on the mic. I, ricochet actually got a ricochet chant for the first time. I swear ever in the w, in a WWE uh, ring this uh, tonight on raw. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard the crowd chant for ricochet ever. And he got it tonight. I this just goes to show you how hated Logan Paul is. I mean, Logan Paul has been doing the talking to build up this match ricochet. You know, he's been doing some, you know, cool moves and stuff. And, you know, he's, you know, like I said, getting people to cheer for him over Logan Paul. But I expect this to be one of uh, like, a, I don't know if you want to call him a quote unquote flippy uh, floppy match, but definitely something along those lines. Uh, chairman, I'll let you go first here. Who are you picking?
1: Oh, before we get any further, I have to say uh, RIP to our boy Pee Wee Herman, who was a raw host years ago. <laughs> uh, Sad day for that. Um, back to the match. Um I absolutely despise Logan Paul, but he doesn't really exactly have a big win, per se. So, and I would love to see Ricochet get a big win, because he's kind of one of those guys who busts his ass people like and stuff. But unfortunately, I think Logan's going to do him dirty here and get the win. I I don't want to see it. I hate Logan Paul with all my passion, but they're not going to let that guy lose every time he wrestles. Otherwise, it pretty much defeats the purpose. So, he's going to do some shady shit. He's going to win.
0: All right, who are you going with, Cam?
2: Yeah, we talked about it. You know, when we're uh, a couple weeks ago again, and when we were talking about, I think Logan Paul is what two and five or two and four. You know, if you count money, money in the bank, he's like two and five in his WWE career. Um, Ricochet is a great talent. This is a good spot for Ricochet. He's not going to win the match, but it's you know he's in a match with Logan Paul, which is a lot better than him being just a guy in the Battle Royal, which we'll talk about, or just not being on the card at all. Um, I mean, you got to give, I mean, Ricochet definitely got cheers and uh, Ricochet chance in NXT. So, uh, maybe not on the main roster, but definitely when he was down in NXT, he definitely had, uh, Ricochet chance going on. Uh, Logan Paul wins the match. It's gotta be like some squirmy heel shit. Cause I mean, if he, if he wins clean, it's what it's one thing, but if he, if they want to continue his little, like, Crappy Hill persona that he's going on, and with his phone and the viral crap, it's, it's like a really bad Tyler Breeze or something. Like, we get it, dude. Like, you're on YouTube. Like, we get it. Like, you have a stupid energy drink that tastes like shit. My daughter wanted one. We bought it. I was like, That's, this is whatever. um It is what it is. But yeah, Logan Paul's winning the match. I mean, this is, I guess, our lock of the night.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that Ronda beats Shayna, but I definitely would think this would probably be the, um, the lock of the night, but I'm also going with Logan Paul then obviously as well. Yeah. He definitely needs another win. If you want to keep having it around in big matches. And I guess, you know, uh, momentum or a build-up win for Ricochet can lead to something for Logan Paul. What? I don't know, but maybe he can have a U.S. or Intercontinental title shot at some point down the line or get another match with somebody else like this or find a tag team partner and get a tag title match against Sammy Owens and uh, Kevin Owens. Or Wow, did I just say Sammy Owens and Kevin Owens? Yeah. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. So that's always out there for him, but he needs like we said, like uh, Cam said, like he's only got a couple singles wins here, so he definitely needs another win under his belt and... Yeah, you know, like you said, Ricochet is a perfect opponent, you know, mid-card level guy, intercontinental title guy, you know, they can go out there, they can have matches where they can put on impressive moves at Logan Paul, can TikTok or Twitter, or I'm sorry, not Twitter, uh, X, or Instagram all over the place and go from there and see what's next for him going forward. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's bring up the Battle Royal, get it out of the way while we're here. We've got only LA Knight and Sheamus as the only two people confirmed for it at this moment. I don't know if this is going to be on the pre-show or if this is actually going to be on the regular card, but, I mean, maybe it's the start of something for LA Knight. He didn't win the U.S. – he didn't get into the U.S. title tournament. That was won by Santos Escobar. He's going to be facing Theory in a couple weeks, I believe they said. Uh, if, who knows? Maybe Santos Escobar is the guy to take the title off him. Uh, somebody's got to take the title off Theory. I don't know who it is, but he's just he's slowly sinking there on SmackDown, especially with the emergence of Grayson Waller, who's shown more in the like last two months than Austin Theory has in the last three years. So I I think they got to get that title off him, as I said before on the show. Yeah, he's young. Let him go regroup, do something new, and go from there. But um, I'll let you pick this battle royal winner here first, Cam. Who are you going to pick?
2: I mean, why? I mean, I get it. The Jay and Roman and Brock and Cody probably get like a good amount of time, but why the fuck is this U.S. title match not at Summerslam? Have it on the pre-show, it's two three weeks from SmackDown makes no sense. Put the match on the damn pay-per-view. Like it's he's earned the title match. Put it on the freaking pay-per-view. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, LA Knight wins this. I mean, the fact that it's only LA Knight and Sheamus being announced, that I means it's going to be the who's not who of the rest of the WWE roster involved. So I'm assuming it probably comes down to Sheamus and LA Knight and maybe we get like a mini feud out of it. LA Knight, I think definitely is going to win, should win. And then maybe him and Sheamus could have a little mini feud. And at some point, LA Knight needs to confront theory and, you know, be the guy to take title off him. I, mean, I don't think Escobar is going to be the guy. I think they just kind of wanted something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think LA Knight wins this. If it does, if it is on the pre-show, you know, you're going to the main, the main card. Um, with LA ever with everyone, you know, being excited and all these things, and you know, back in the day when there was the the brawl for all and the the free the free 30 minutes or whatever it used to be called back in the day, where you get the free match and then you know buy the pay per view. This would be your selling point. You know, see LA Night, celebrate live on pay per view next.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so the days of watching the TV Guide channel for the free for all and trying to convince my parents to buy the pay per view, but nope, just having to watch it through sta- or listen to it through static. Instead, I miss those. The kids nowadays watching this stuff on WWE Network don't understand what it was like to listen to a pay per view through static. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. L.A. Night too. I mean, there's been talk that his next big push is coming after SummerSlam, so who the heck knows. But, I mean, he's got to get some wins coming up eventually. He's got to, I mean, the crowd reactions, even last uh, Friday on SmackDown when just coming out to confront Top Dollar. it's like, Wow, this guy is over. You, watch, you, they cut to the crowd. There's people jumping up and down. There's chants for his name all the time. Um, so hopefully he gets something. I mean, with Triple H, quote unquote, in charge, I have a little bit more faith. But and the guy's got, I think the last time I saw three of the top four selling shirts on WWE shop. So it should be something for him. And hopefully our boy, after not missing out on Money in the Bank and uh, the U.S. title match here, hopefully he gets something with the reward and winning this battle royal. Uh, who are you going with, Chairman?
1: Uh, it's really hard because we only know two guys and then there's the field which i'm sure will be enhancement talents so basically it's la Knight or sheamus <clears throat> i'm going to take sheamus because i have no faith right now in the wwe with la night like they know the merch is selling they hear the fans cheering but they don't want to put him in the big spot and i hate it when they do this they overthink this shit like he should be the one dethroning theory for the U.S. title. But they didn't go that route, so whatever. But I think they're just going to be stupid. I don't know if it's a Vince thing or somebody who just wants to be like, he's got to prove it. I don't know. I, I don't like it, though. But whatever. Uh, Sheamus will probably win or someone that hasn't been named yet. I don't know. But LA Knight, I hope they really don't screw this up. But the way it's looking right now, I'm losing faith by the day, of day man. It's,
0: ugh. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating when you think he's going to do, like we said, money in the bank, thinking, oh, okay, money in the bank, well, that's fine, we get it, you know, sure, but you think it would be a shoe in for, like, the U.S. title match, and that didn't happen, so, I don't know, it's a battle royal that normally, in the end of the day, doesn't mean anything, but maybe, maybe that'll give him his win, as we can only hope. Uh, let's go now to the intercontinental title match with Gunther taking on uh Drew McIntyre. With Gunther getting closer and closer to the uh, to passing the honky tonk man and getting past him and becoming the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Uh, I expect this match to be, I you guess know, Sheamus would say, a banger. These two guys just beating the crap out of each other the whole time. Stiff chops, stiff stiff chops. Excuse me, stiff hits. I think you know. Maybe it'll end up being the match of the night. I mean, who knows? There's a, a Roman and Jay. Obviously, Seth and Finn could get there, too. There's a lot of matches that you could say would be the quote-unquote match of the night. But I think this one will live up to kind of what we saw at WrestleMania between, uh, with the triple threat match with Sheamus involved, and it'll be even better because it's a singles match. I don't think they would do something weird and pull the trigger and have Drew win this match here and have Honky Tonk Man still as the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. That just seems weird to get to the point where we are now and not have them just pass it. I believe, I think we said that it would be towards the end of September where Gunther would pass uh honking talk, man. So I am going to go ahead and pick Gunther to win here. Like I said, I would be kind of surprised that they would go ahead and put the title on Drew McIntyre with us being so close to the end of the reign. Um, I'm looking up the rains here real quick. So we've got, uh whoop that's rains. I want days. So yeah, Honky Tonk man's at four fifty four. Um so and Gunther's currently at four fourteen, so that's another what, forty days. August is thirty uh thirty days? August is thirty one days. So you figure you're looking at like September <laughs> I think it actually might be thirty one like September 10th or 11th Where he would end up passing Drew McIntyre If he'd ever get that far He's passing Randy Savage tomorrow To move up to number 3 on the list And then if he wins on Saturday You would assume he passes uh, Pedro Morales who he is 11 days behind But uh, to get all that out of the way I'm going to go ahead and pick Gunther To win the title or retain the title here Excuse me uh, Chairman who are you going with
1: This is my quote-unquote lock of the night, Guther will win because there is no way in hell they will let him hold the title this long, you knowing the Honky Tonk Man is mere days away that they're going to have him lose the title. I don't know what the backstage thoughts are on Honky Tonk Man over the years. I feel like they kind of don't like the guy, though, so I feel like this is their best opportunity to put a kibosh to it. They're obviously high on Guther. He had the NXT UK title forever, and Drew McIntyre is definitely a worthy competitor here at SummerSlam, kind of like a final boss, if you say, because Drew could easily, I should say easily, but he could beat Guther. He could. I mean, he's a former world champion. You know, we've, we're high on Drew. We're, we're Drew fans all here. But you, you can't take the freaking title reign here at this point. You've come this far. And, I mean, maybe Guther has one more challenge, you know, on the episode right before that, that title could be broken. I mean, that would be freaking cool if they did that. But uh, – I don't know. Maybe the honky-tonk man will make an appearance and appoint his challenger for the final stage. I don't know. They should do that, honestly. It'd be kind of cool if they did, but they won't because they're stupid. But anyways, uh, I'm going to think Goother to win.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how the speaking terms are at the Honking Talk Man at this point. Uh, maybe he's done a couple of shoot interviews where people don't like what he said, but it would be cool to kind of have Honking Tonk Man come in. But I, from what I heard, he can also be kind of stuck up, I believe, from hearing things in the past. So he'll probably be upset that his reign is getting passed. Uh, Cam, excuse me, who are you going with?
2: It's still, like, really hilarious to me that you think about all the guys who have held the Intercontinental title. You know, we've done that before. We've talked about all the great legendary Intercontinental champions throughout the last 40, 50 years. Um, And Honky Tonk Man's the one at the list, huh? Not Macho Man, not Stone Cold, not Shawn Michaels, not Bret Hart, not Razor Ramon. It's the Honky Tonk Man. And probably during that time, Vince and um, Gorilla Monsoon and whoever else at that time was probably just so – coked out drugged out that they were just like yeah just keep the title on him for a while who cares he's he's got good connections every city we go to you know there's got to be a reason why he was the champion for that long um it's not like the guy was putting on you know amazing matches or anything like that he's the freaking honky-tonk man um this one kind of scares me a little bit because it is it is um a pay-per-view we have gunther hasn't really had like a a huge competitor where we're like okay this guy is going to be the one that stops him Um, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that, you know, if they do take the title off him, that I think this is where you start to elevate Gunther into going after Seth Rollins for the, for the title on raw or something along those lines, you know, maybe he'll be the favorite this year to win the rumble after finishing second last year. Um, I don't know. This one does scare me. I'm going to stay, say Gunther retains, but I feel like this is not a one and done. This isn't a clean finish. This is probably, um, you know, Ludwig getting involved or someone else getting involved or Gunther doing something dirty to keep the belt and they continue the feud and maybe, you know, further down the line. But I feel like at some point, as you look at the guys on raw, you know, obviously we have Sammy and Kevin, but they're the tag champs who again, aren't doing shit ever since WrestleMania. So it goes to show you that they, WWE can't book terror. No one, no one on this planet can book tag team wrestling, not just the WWE. There's not a promotion out there that can book tag team wrestling. Um, this one's still scary. I'm gonna go with Gunther. I, I feel like this is not the not the one and done type of situation. I feel like Drew McIntyre is gonna be pissed. He's gonna come back out and at some point maybe the next pay per view after he's passed the Honky talk Man, you you finally pull the trigger, and then you can elevate Gunther into the main event scene on Raw. Uh, but hopefully this Saturday at, at uh, Ford Field in Detroit, it, it's not the time. Unless you know Dan Campbell, who's a crazy son of a bitch, decides to come down and do something crazy and you know and get his get his name involved.
0: Oh, yeah. Just, or, or just imagine if they were in Indianapolis, you'd have Jim Ursay start tweeting shit from like the press from like his uh, his owner's box about Jonathan Taylor while Jonathan Taylor's like in the front row or something like that. Thank God it's not there. Um, all right. Let's move now to the let's go to the triple threat match for the women's championship with Asuka defending against Charlotte Flair and Bianca. Uh first I want to say that I do not like Charlotte and Bianca getting a win over the new tag champs, Chelsea and Sonya Deville just past Friday on SmackDown. I don't understand the booking there at all, especially when you think, okay, maybe it's time to get Chelsea and Sonya a little bit of a serious push. Even if it was just like, it's not that hard to do a miscommunication uh, thing between Charlotte and Bianca and have them lose. Uh, so, you know, that should have been the booking there and let Chelsea and Sonya brag about getting a win um but it's just again the point where we're at where okay oscar's our champion but for some reason we're still getting charlotte at the top of the card we're still getting bianca at the top of the card i mean i know io is still walking around with the money in the bank briefcase and she could possibly be a threat at any second you know bailey's still there even though i think she still might be a little hurt um so i, I mean the match should be good i mean all three of these women are top notch when it comes to women in the wwe I'm just hoping that we get some clarity here with a winner. And then if it's Charlotte or Bianca not winning, or if they're both not winning that they kind of start making their way to feuding with some for something other than a championship. Uh, I'll let you go first here. Chairman, who do you got?
1: This is an interesting match. So Charlotte obviously could win and she'd be like the oomph team of time champion, and she has absolutely no character development other than she has to chase for the title or hold the title. It's 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 stupid. But I will say she does put on some good fucking matches. Um Bianca's obviously a longtime champion as well, former champion, and she's definitely a threat as well. Asuka's obviously a threat, you know, she is a champion right now, obviously, and you know, but here here's where I'm gonna get bold here. I'm gonna get spicy. I'm gonna say none of those three are leaving SummerSlam champion. I'm going to say that Eo Sky and Bailey use that briefcase and get this thing really messy, and I think EO is leaving with the title.
0: So are you saying that you need, she's going to cash in during the match and so they're not even going to get like a, a match result there? That's kind
1: of what I'm thinking. I think they're all you know, in a triple threat match, a lot of stuff going on, so I think it's going to become a fatal four-way.
0: Okay. I mean, we've seen, obviously, that be the case okay before with WrestleMania 30. There's a a WrestleMania 31 precedent, uh, and there's, I think, at least one or two. Well, maybe one more. I'm missing it. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, all right. So, Io is going to be Chairman's pick. Cam, who are you going with?
2: See, I'm on that same wavelength with Chairman. Um, I feel like Asuka retains the belt, and then Io comes down and causes havoc and with Bailey and Bailey Bailey and EO beat up on Charlotte and Bianca to make sure they don't come back in the ring. And then I think EO ends up um, pinning Oscar. I think that's, that's your big shocking moment um, for like the first part of the show. Um, I feel like Oscar has been playing second fiddle. We've talked about it where she's playing second, third, fourth fiddle. Um, I feel like the WWE doesn't really know what to do as far as like the women's um, championships go. Um, if I'm Triple H I kind of force Charlotte and Bianca into a, like a weird makeshift tag team, make them fight Chelsea and and um I can't even think of her name. It's blanking me right now. Sony Devil. There we go. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on that same wave like but I feel like Oscar retains the the title and then you get a post match beat down. Bailey and Eo beat up Charlotte and Bianca, then they beat up on Oscar and then EO cashes in and then EO at some point turns or you know will face Bailey for the title at some point
0: Yeah I mean Asuka is a great performer And at the same time though It feels like that her reign Has always kind of been about who she's Challenging rather than Oscar herself Like it's about it's about Bianca It's about Charlotte now it's about Bianca And Charlotte feuding with one another because They both want the title And Asuka's kind of just, like, there as a champion. Like, yeah, you know, guys, I'm over here, too. You're the one. I'm I'm the one you're fighting over. I have the title that you're fighting over. But Charlotte and Bianca have their little thing going on. So I kind of agree that, you know, break this off into two separate things. Have Charlotte and Bianca go off and do their thing. And maybe have a big match with them on the next premium live event or on SmackDown. And then have your asuka EO feud, which is what people have been kind of wanting since these two were together in WWE for the first time. So... I'm going to go ahead as well and say that Asuka retains here and also that EO ends up cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase after the match to win the title. Of course, it could be something crazy where Charlotte wins and Charlotte loses again just to give Charlotte another reign to get closer to her dad. I could also do, see him doing something that stupid. And that, that also would keep Charlotte in the championship f- uh, picture going forward. But I'm going to go I, ahead.
2: I almost, I almost- that too but then i was one to punch myself in the face
0: okay so uh if that (laughs) happens this weekend then you can obviously blame me for it because i'm the one that threw it out there into the universe with this show uh so but i'm going to go i'm going to go with pretty much everybody else's consensus is that i'm going to say uh asuka ends up winning the title retaining it in this match and then she ends up getting cashed in on by eo and eo ends up winning and becoming the new women's champion. All right, so that brings us to the, uh, let's do Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, the trilogy match. Uh, both matches have been good so far. Uh, as I said, as of this recording, nothing's really changed as far as match stipulation goes. So since it's a Brock match, I always just kind of assume that like all rules are out the window. So pretty much any Brock match could be a no DQ match, but... I would assume this is going to be the end of it here. Um, you know, they've been feuding pretty much all summer. Cody's been pretty much talking about Brock all summer, and you know, again, SummerSlam your second or third biggest show, depending on what you think of SummerSlam or the Rumble. It's a good spot to kind of end a feud and presumably have Brock be off TV for a bit, and then have Cody, you know, go ahead and either feud with maybe. Uh, you know, maybe he feuds with Gunther for the IC title. Maybe he does a one-off match with Seth Rollins. Who knows? But uh, some decent possibilities out there for Cody, as far as who to fee with next. Uh, Cam, you're up first here to go for this one. Who are you taking?
2: See, in my mind, you have Brock come out first. And as Brock's making his way down the ring, Cody kind of just attacks him from behind and just goes full blown crazy mode and just wants to beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar spills into the ring. And, you know, Cody's already beat the crap out of Brock, beat him with – hit him with a chair, throw him into the steps, that whole spiel, and beats him. But it is the WWE. It is pro wrestling. Cody's super over. They got to get the woes. They got to get 80 90,000 people going, whoa, with Cody twice. So that kind of – my booking kind of goes out the window. Like if I'm sitting in the booking room, I'm like, no, you got to have Cody come down and just beat the shit out of Brock while Brock's making the entrance. And I'm sure – fucking bruce pritchard or some some idiot would be like well we gotta get the, the song in and i'm like no we don't we we get it every week we're good you know sometimes twice twice a week on raw um so that's what i would do personally i think cody's gonna win the match um but i would love to see him do that have brock come out first brock's making his way down cody just starts beating the shit out of him yeah ford field doesn't get it they don't get their quote moment they don't get to put it in the video package and all that stuff of You know, 80,000 people chanting along with Cody's song, but at the end of the day, I think that's the best way to go about it gets Cody gives him the upper hand going into the match. Um, But either way, I'm taking Cody, but I don't I don't think they're going to do what I what I would do personally, just because, like I said, they get to the WWE. They got to get their little woes and they got to get their moments in.
0: I mean, Detroit's kind of used to disappointment at this point. I mean, I shouldn't say that speaking as a Buffalo fan, but I think Detroit would probably be uh, be okay with it and something they're used to. But they can always, you know, they can get it afterwards too when Cody's celebrating. So, you know, they can maybe get a rebound there. Uh, yeah, I mean, like yeah, I expect this match to be one of those matches where it's like, I would like to see it start as a brawl. Um, you know, just go ahead, all out, and you're not even like the first 10 minutes is where you get all your, you know, action, your chairs, whatever, violence in, and then you start your regular match. We've seen them do that before. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I think I'm picking Cody here, too. Uh, unless you got like a, unless you got a guarantee from Brock to stick around for a while and I don't know, go fight Seth afterwards. I don't know who knows. But of course, you know, we've got the world title match still to talk about. You can always go on a different trajectory there, but I mean, I've been entertained with these uh, matches, you know, like I said, Brock's still been pretty good, even though he's turned heel. Now we haven't got he's still kind of the happy go lucky Brock, but it's just that he's feuding with Cody. So and Cody's the ultra baby face and um and Brock you know just comes off as a bad guy in that situation speaking of Bruce Pictures, I saw some clips from that documentary and holy shit did he age since the last time I really looked at him looks like uh he looks like almost he's starting to turn into Paul Bearer, but with like the white hair instead of the dark uh, black hair uh but with that being said I'm going with Cody uh to win this match here who are you going with chairman
1: yeah there's brother love freaking action figures on the target website and I started laughing and so I'm like fuck that guy um this is an interesting match uh, before I pick my guy, though. The internet is really freaking livid right now because they're all like, Cody should have beat Roman at Wrestlemania. Like, They won't let that go, and they feel like the Cody Brock story has kind of cooled Cody off, so it's kind of like a opinion thing, and they may be right. I mean, this whole Brock thing really hasn't done much for Cody compared to, like, pre-mania, in my opinion, which is weird because you figure hitting the ring with Brock Lesnar is a big deal, but I don't know. It feels like something's not clicking with this story. Cody has to finish his story, which is win the title, but this story, this it needs to end. Cody needs to beat Brock, and then I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with Cody from like now to like quote unquote Royal Rumble time because you figure Cody's gonna win the Rumble and challenge Roman or whatever and finish the story, but like from now to then, I don't know what the hell to do. But I, I I just don't see a scenario what they would benefit the WWE if Brock beats Cody like Cody has to finish the story. So that's my pick.
0: All right. And that leads us to our world heavyweight title match with Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor. Uh, another match where I think you're probably going to see the end of this feud um, as well. I mean, there were two matches in the bloodlines or not the blood, excuse me. The judgment day story has been great. You know, obviously with Dom having the NXT North American title and appearing on both shows with Rhea Uh, You've got Damian Priest with the Money in the Bank briefcase, so lots of stuff going on there. Um, I expect this match to hopefully be a little bit better than the last one. I thought the last one was good, but didn't necessarily live up to what a lot of people thought. So maybe now the fact that they were holding off for a second match between these two that maybe it ends up being the like, okay, now they're really going to kick it into high gear. And, of course, now you have... Even more added stuff with Don being a champion, with Rhea being a champion, Damian having the Money in the Bank briefcase. Do you do a scenario where Finn wins and Damian cashes in on him? Do you maybe have Damien cash in on Seth after the match? Who knows, and Finn stops it. Lots of different scenarios to kind of play out here with this one. I still think in the end, I'm going to say Seth Rollins walks out and leaves as champion. I think he wins the match, and I don't think we see any kind of... Damian priest cash in at all. If anything, like I said, I could see a scenario where Seth wins. Damian tries cashing in and Finn costs him the cash in. If you want to lead to the breakup on the judgment day and kind of have everybody go their separate ways and maybe form, you know, another faction. We talked about JD McDonough, possibly being a guy that could be something for judgment day. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot. To, there's a lot of ways you can go with this Judgment Day story, considering how all over Raw they are, and how popular they've become, and how much heat Dominic gets as a heel. Uh, I don't know how great Rhea's been dominating the women's division. So there's lots of things still to play with the Judgment Day storyline here. But I think for this match, I'm going to go ahead and say Seth ends up retaining the world title. Uh, chairman, who are you going with?
1: This match is probably the most interesting to me personally because. Obviously, we all know I'm a big Seth Rollins fan, but you also throw in all of the Judgment Day stuff as well. They are probably the most interesting group right now since the Bloodline's done in my book. I mean, they all split up. They split up, man. So Judgment Day's it. And it's really funny looking on Twitter when people bring up that Brody King pretty much took a shot at Judgment Day last year. And it's like, well, how's it black? I mean, I'm a big fan of those. You know, guys in that faction, but man, Tony Khan can't book them for shit. Um, Judgment Days leaves the mountains better. I mean, they turned Dominic Mysterio into somebody I like. I mean, come on. I mean, that's a guy I absolutely despised. So we're doing something right here. Like, Dom's the NFC champion. Rhea is Rhea. And also, we have the senior money in the bank with Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam seven years ago for the universal championship that daniel bryan made shit out of uh, good times so many years ago already but this match should be better i would hope than the last one and it was interesting to me is it, there's, the rumors are out there that seth's got nagging injuries and he needs to take time off but i don't see seth being the guy to relinquish the belt unless you know the has said hey you're dropping the belt to so-and-so I don't know if Finn's the guy for that right now. I think they want to keep this reign going. I think Seth's got the crowd in the palm of his hands right now. And obviously, when that time comes for Seth to step away, you know, to recover, I mean, so be it. But I think he wants to do WrestleMania 40, at least for sure. And I don't know what the extent of the injuries are and how long he'd be sidelined if he did get some work done. Would it be a month? Would it be two months? Would it be a year? We don't know. And the wrestling industry is a bitch. It tears you down. But... The reason why I'm going to stick with my boy, obviously, is because the next premiere live event is called Payback. And I think there's going to be a rift in the Judgment Day between Finn and Priest, and obviously the others, too. And I think Finn is going to want to get payback on Damien, whether it's the Judgment Day kick him out or what. But I think you're looking at a match between Damien and Finn at Payback next month. I'm getting way ahead of myself a little bit here, but that's where I see it going. So I think
2: Seth survives again.
0: All right. Who are you going with, Cam?
2: Yeah, I mean, when Damien won the Money in the Bank, you know, I, I I, booked, you know, I talked about Finn's kind of the odd man out. Now that Dom, Dominic has a belt, too, he definitely is the odd man out here. Um, I think Seth wins the match. Um, I kind of see, like, a similar finish to where maybe Finn has the advantage and maybe he's going to try to hit the coup de grace, but... Damien sees his opportunity and teases a cash in and it screws everything up. And then Seth, um, stomps Finn and, you know, gets the one, two, three, the next night on raw, Finn's pissed off. Um, they kind of did that last pay-per-view where Finn wasn't there the following Monday. So I don't know if Finn had like an other obligation or one day off or whatever was going on with that. But I thought that was going to be the beginning of the tease. They never really did it. Um, I think this is it. And I, agree with chairman. I think that, you know, I'd said a while ago when we were talking about once Damien became Mr. Money in the bank. And then once Dom became the North American champion, that Finn's little odd man out, um, kick him out of the judgment day. I think he can be a great Uber baby face. Um, I think that Finn is best served as a baby face and they kick him out. Maybe the night next night on raw this coming Monday, Maybe it's like they tease it for a little bit, and then at some point there is a a breaking point. But I think that Seth's going to win this match, and Finn is definitely on his way out of the Judgment Day. You keep the Judgment Day with the three core members. Um, Maybe, hell, maybe you can have Finn challenge Dom for the North American Championship. But yeah, I'm taking Seth Rollins.
0: All right, and that leads us to the main event, which is tribal combat for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship with Roman Reigns defending against Jay Uso. We talked about how we kind of thought this is where they were going a few months ago, especially after, you know, Roman lost to Cody. We said what could happen, and then they started teasing stuff of breaking up in the bloodline with the Usos losing at WrestleMania while Roman retained and then some other losses along the way. And then uh, Jimmy and Jay finally decided it was time for them to leave. And we've gotten what is continuing to be weeks and weeks of great storylines, even though everybody thought that the Bloodline story was going to be done at WrestleMania. Yeah, here we still are. I um, mean, there's still layers to get to it, too. With what could happen with Solo? Does he become more of a killer in the group? Uh, what kind of stuff does he do? Does he start to break away from Roman? There is a lot of... Interesting stuff that could still happen with uh, the Bloodline going forward. Hell, you could even do a Bloodline Judgment Day Survivor Series or War Games match for top faction in WWE at this point, and I think it would work. But, uh, Chairman, you're up first here on this one. Uh, Who are you going with here?
1: Man, this is a big match. This is a really big match. I'm sure this will be the closer, too. And Tribal Combat, I don't know what the hell that involves, but I guess we'll find out. As uh, far as the match goes, I mean, yeah, Jay Uso winning would be cool, and it would be awesome, and it would be a surprise in a way. And, I mean, the body of work that Jay has put on in the last, you know, while now has been phenomenal, top-shelf shit, and I would almost love to see this guy Did he, he deserves a world title run, honestly. I mean, for the work he has put in with Sammy and Roman, I mean, it's just been great. I mean, people think of the Uso's as a great tag team, and they freaking are. But, these guys are more than that, I think. And we've seen that now with the bloodline story, like these guys can definitely go as you know, singles competitors, Jimmy and Jay. And, you know, Jay definitely could be a champion, but it's not now it's not happening. I would, I want it to happen, but Roman will somehow win. And I I just honestly think they want to keep this title ring going now because of where they're at. Like in my lifetime, it's been ages. I mean, since the Hulk Hogan eighties, when I was a toddler, I mean, we haven't seen a freaking world title reign go on this long and forever, and I think they're going to keep it going. I think WrestleMania 40 being the, you know, 40 is a big number. I feel like that's where the Roman title reign stops. I don't know who obviously it's going to stop at, but I, th- I mean, I would love to see Jade do it, but man, I, I, my, everything's pointing at Roman for me, so that's where I'm sticking. All
0: right, Cam, who are you going with?
2: Oh, it's tough for me, too. I mean, if if Jay wins, you know, I think that obviously Roman can take time off. Solo can be Jay's first opponent. Um, then Jimmy's kind of just hung out there to dry a little bit, just going to be Jay's hype man. So uh, whatever you want to call him, you know, maybe at some point Jimmy turns on Jay, you know, maybe a couple months down the road and he wants a title match. Um, the Usos have been... I mean, I can make an argument. You could shout Legion of doom to me. You could shout the Hardy boys and edging and Christian and whoever the fuck you want to shout out to me. Uh, the Usos, I consider the best tag team of all time um, from their, from their original Samoan gimmicks to where they are now. The transformation has been incredible and, you know, they've had matches with new day and everybody and, you know, tag team wrestling isn't, fantastic but it has it ever been fantastic outside of the TLC matches and things like that throughout history the Usos to me are the best tag team of all time so it's hard I mean I feel like they wouldn't have put the title on Jay if they didn't have Jay pin Roman just a few weeks ago <sighs> I mean this is tough honestly like probably one of the toughest matches I've ever had to call I can see where Chairman's coming from but then if we get back and we go full circle and we get to WrestleMania 40 and it's Cody then we can make the argument well why didn't you just do it last year? I mean we talked about it where Cody didn't need to win this time because the bloodline story plays out a little bit differently if Cody's def- defeats Roman this past WrestleMania. He didn't beat defeat him so we've continued the story and it's been fantastic. <sighs> I'm going to stay I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. And I think Roman takes time off and you can still do some Usos and Solo stuff. Maybe you get Jay versus Solo and things like that. Oh, man, who's going to beat Roman Reigns? I don't know. Um, But I'm going to say Roman Reigns retains somehow and takes some time off and we'll regroup in a month.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. This, this match is one of the, like, I agree, one of the toughest match, toughest big matches we've ever had to predict on the show. Because like you said, Jay pinned Roman last month. Jay has been kind of been building up as the one, like, within the bloodline to go ahead and be the first to challenge Roman. He got, you know, and during COVID, during the Thunderdome era, he was put in the spotlight and succeeded there is was just a lot of things to like about Jay. And then he gets back with Jimmy when Jimmy comes back. And that's fine. Like you said, the Usos have had a hell of a run. Um, but what do they do if Jay loses here? Like, are we going back really to the Usos as a tag team again, going after the tag titles? I mean, hey, you might, because like we said, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are nowhere to be found on this card. So maybe that is something you do. And maybe have the Usos get their light back in the tag team division. But I was, I've been saying for a while now that I think this might be the – Second uh, highest you can make the possibility of Roman losing outside of Cody being one. I think this goes ahead of Drew McIntyre as far as opponents you can lose to. Um, And, you know, again, we talked about it before on the show in the back of our heads, like, do they have the rock for WrestleMania 40? Are you going to do Roman versus the Rock at WrestleMania rather than Cody uh, and Roman, you know, as far as that goes. So, Man, this one's really tough to pick for me. Um, as far as title matches go, like I said, it's it's up there. I'm going to go ahead and get crazy, and I'm going to say Jay ends up winning the title here. I mean, the pop would be enormous. I don't think Jay winning this title would be out of place at all as far as ending his Roman Reigns streak goes. I mean, he's elevated himself to way past just a tag team wrestler to the point where I think that he can be looked at as a top single star and he gets those reactions. So fuck it go ahead let jay hold this title for uh a few months while like cam said maybe roman takes some time off but he's not champion go ahead and let him hold this title for a little bit and let him sink or swim and see if the ratings stay like they do even with roman not on tv anymore and it's jay going out there and defending the title against the likes of i don't know like uh uh, ray mysterio or maybe somebody like uh a Lashley or something on SmackDown. I don't know. There's possibilities out there, definitely. So I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go ahead and take the crazy prediction and say Jay's going to win. And we'll see if I'm right or wrong when we record uh, next week. So those. that's it for the official matches as far as SummerSlam goes. There's a few matches that have been rumored but haven't been made at all yet. Uh, you know, There's talk about possibly doing Becky versus Trish. Uh, obviously, that's a program that they've been building up for a while now, so it's out there to possibly do. Uh, there was talk of Rhea possibly fighting Raquel uh, Rodriguez. I know, whereas we're like I said, as we're recording here, they were doing a segment on... Uh, on raw where Raquel came in and tried to attack Rhea and Rhea ends up getting the better of her and uh, hitting her knee and kind of doing like a injury angle with her. And actually, as I'm speaking right now, Adam Pierce is talking to Raquel. So maybe something will result from that, but uh, any thoughts chairman before we sign off here on those two matches, if they're possibly added to the card.
1: Yeah. I mean, you definitely can't leave off Rhea Ripley right now. She's the biggest women's wrestler pretty much this year. And I think, I mean, yeah, Raquel's probably not the most exciting opponent per se, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Becky Trish, I mean, would be good too. Um, So are they doing Austin Theory and Santos Escort on SmackDown then, or when's that going down?
0: I think it's a week from this coming Friday, because I thought I heard on SmackDown the other day that it was two weeks uh, they were doing the title match. So I think it's a week from this coming Friday, so the SmackDown after uh, SummerSlam.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, they need to get that title off that scrub, man. Can't even make the SummerSlam card. What a scrub. Santos, let's get that belt, baby.
0: I should say I'm also interested to see what they're doing with – Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, they had, you know, had Bobby come and meet up with the Street Profits a couple shows ago, and now, I think they had, I, from what I saw, they had some kind of, like, meeting, and, like, a, I don't even know where it was, I just saw pictures of it, I wasn't watching uh, when that was happening, but I'm interested to see what could they end up doing with those guys, too, but, yeah, I mean, Becky and Trish, you know, should be a good match if it ends up happening, maybe they wait now, considering I don't know if they'd want to announce a Becky-Trish match, uh, just... You know, five days before they end up actually you know, doing the show. I think you probably want a little bit more time for that. Uh, but it would be good if it happens. Um, what about you, Cam? Any thoughts on those few uh, programs before we finish up here?
2: Yeah, I'm surprised they have left Rhea off the card. She's top four or five being over in the WWE. She, I call her the leader of the Judgment Day. She is the leader of the Judgment Day. Um, I mean, they could do something last minute. But, I mean, she could be off the card. And that I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the, the main focus of the show, obviously, is Roman and Roman J, Cody Brock. I mean, there's already some great matches. Um, there's really no one for really to challenge Rhea, to be completely honest. Like, what are they going to do, throw an Italian in there again or something? They can, I mean, talk about Roxanne Perez. I mean, there's a h- couple of people. But, I mean, Rhea's going to be on one of these Roman Reigns type of runs where she's going to be a champion for a thousand days. I could easily see it happening. Um, As far as Trish and Becky goes, I'm surprised they didn't throw this match already on there. I thought it would be the blow off. I mean, they did Becky, Zoe Stark, what, last week, I think. Um, This, I assumed, was going to be the blow off. You know, I predicted after Money in the Bank that we, um, that this would, would have been for the briefcase. But obviously, you know, that's not what happened. Um, Maybe Becky is kind of nagging injuries. Who knows? But, you know, Trish is kind of. Trish keeps hanging around and things like that. I thought this was going to be the blow off and Trish would go away for a few months, but you know that they could easily add it tonight. Who knows? But you know, I'm surprised they didn't add it.
0: All right, and that is our preview show uh, for this week. Uh, I unfortunately won't be able to watch the show live. I'm going to have to watch it on a little bit of delay, so I won't be live. Uh, I'm sure I won't be live xing it, uh, but I'm sure Cam and the chairman will be watching it, so you can follow their thoughts live uh, in real time. So uh, stick to that, and we'll be back next week to recap whatever happens on SummerSlam and whatever happens in anything in the AEW with AEW 200 coming up uh, this coming Wednesday. So for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you next week.